And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. Uh, we are back after a 1-1 draw in a slightly chilly Chesterfield. Uh, they got the game on, which we weren't expecting, I don't think, uh, when we all woke up on Saturday morning. But good job for us they did because we picked up a not as pretty as last Tuesday night, but a very valuable point nevertheless. And this evening, to discuss all of that, I'm joined by Mr Ian Perkins. Good evening. Good evening. And we've got an upgrade because Ben can't be here, I'm afraid, because he's working. Obviously, it's a day with a Y at the end of it. So why wouldn't he be? So instead, we are joined by the first lady of Yeovil Town, Sheridan Robbins. <laughs> wow, what an intro. I've got to say, there's, there's some, there's some, ty- there's some uh, challenges for that role, I would have thought. Absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> We promise we're not going to let um, uh, make Sheridan laugh too much because um, she's still got a bit of a cold, and I think, and we're going <laughs> to. But I'm already failing at that. <laughs> you, are, you are, but that's 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 a that's a good thing, really, isn't it? Isn't it? But gosh, it was cold in Chesterfield, wasn't it? My say, did 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 you stand at the side of the pitch there? Did anyone try and throw a snowball at you? No, no, no. They were went too bad. If we'd have nicked it, maybe they would have done, but. Um... <laughs> The fact that we got a draw was all right. I was I was safe. Yeah. I'm Did not you sure. try and grab any snow, Dave, and throw some? Well, when I when I walked into the ground, actually into the stand, there was um there was a director of Yeovil Town Football Club there shaking hands with people. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna chuck a couple of snowballs at him, but uh, no. So. Did, did any of the spy rights rights lads come and try and find you? <laughs> They didn't, no, no. <laughs> there they, they, they were people going around asking for Ian. He's been, <laughs> been, been taking a piss out of us. But <laughs> funny, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in Tesco. I went into the Tesco uh, that's right next door to the ground afterwards, and I heard like two or three people that sounded exactly <laughs> like your impression. And I was, yeah, I was trying not to laugh. I'm surprised I got out there alive, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> were they moaning about Yeovil Town? <laughs> got no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, I tell you, if that's a club with no money, just look at that flipping team. Look at the players they brought off the bench. Christ almighty. Pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So both of you to add sort of different vantage points of the afternoon. Um, no one saw the penalty, so can't really talk about that. <laughs> no, no. Um, but the lineup, a couple of changes, worthy out, um, but... Shape team shape was pretty much the same as Tuesday night. When was the last time we didn't switch it up and <laughs> try something different after a after a game? Yeah, no, absolutely. And two changes that he perhaps wouldn't have wanted to make, just enforced changes and changes that actually didn't affect us. I mean, Edwin Agbaji has been pretty solid, hasn't he? When he's come in, and especially to come on after two and a half minutes on on Tuesday, he had sort of pretty much the full ninety behind him, and then. You know, losing Worthy is a is a big blow, but then you've got Lawson Diaf to come in, so that's not too bad, is it? 
Um, and yeah, speaking to Mark Cooper before, I think he was pretty happy that it was pretty settled. And in terms of the way we set up, of course, we were doing a little bit more defending perhaps than we did at, in the home game. Um, no, we looked pretty, pretty solid and yeah, nice to be in a back four again. He was ill, was he, Matt Worthington? Yeah, so he travelled, um, but fell ill overnight. Um, and Alex Fisher as well was was poorly, who did obviously come on for the last few minutes. Mm. And I thought, he doesn't look too too bad. Saw him after the game, and he looked pretty ropey. So, um, yeah, he uh, he didn't look well at all. So, yeah, something going around. I going to say, did they have the same thing at, uh, at tea time or something? They have a chicken Possibly. or something? <laughs> well, it was after the match, Mark Cooper said, obviously, there was four or five who could do with a bit of a rest. <laughs> so, Don't know who they're going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who? Yeah. Hopefully they're all loans, and so then we can just use the other loans. Yeah. yeah I noticed um, at when the, I know we're at the final whistle now, and we should be at the first whistle, shouldn't we, in this uh, review. But um, uh, Ryan Law kind of went down on his on his haunches at the end of it, and he thought he was, yeah, he was maybe feeling it a little bit. He's obviously, I know he's, he's played an awful lot for us, but he hadn't played an awful lot of football before. Was it he was at Gillingham, wasn't he? And um, yeah, I don't think he played probably the amount of games that he is playing at the moment, um, and he's fairly all action isn't he so I think as well Worthington will be one of those who has needed a rest although when you're ill it's not really a rest is it no. but Charlie Cooper as well I mean he's got to be out on his feet he's so physical and he's not played a lot of football before he joined us and he's been an ever present hasn't he and he never gets substituted so I'm a little concerned about how much uh, football uh, Charlie Cooper is having to, to play at the moment so it'd be interesting if if Worthington does return that perhaps Cooper can get a little bit of a rest as well. I think I think he came off against Altrincham, and after the game, Mark Cooper was like, he had to take him off because yeah. He, he's yeah, well, he's still bandaged up. I don't know what's going on under that bandage, but <laughs> whatever it is, it's not healing. <laughs> yeah. He's heading the ball, probably. That's yeah. probably the reason why. Yeah. Um. So, at what point, where were you on your journeys when you found out the game was a okay? I had I pulled in at Tamworth services uh, around 10:30 and waited for the result of the pitch inspection. I left I left mine about eight, thinking, well, if it's on, I need to make sure that get there in plenty of time and stop at a time where it, if there's a pitch inspection. But also, I was worried about the weather because I thought if it's as snowy as the pictures all looked, like the roads are going to be horrendous. But the journey was fine and it felt like there's only been snow in Chesterfield because my whole journey was just absolutely fine until you got to Chesterfield and it was a, a, a lovely snowy um, view to my right and left. So it was, it was utterly bizarre, but very, very relieved when uh, I had my coffee in my hand and it said it was going ahead. Yeah, I was on the train, so I was uh, I'd, I'd left Preston and I was on my way to Manchester. Where I was making my first change. There wasn't any snow there either. I was on the train, and then you go under the Pennines, and as soon as you got out the other side, just just snow everywhere, like all through the Peak District, and like really, really deep snow as well in the fields and everything that there was around. It was, yeah, it was like a foot or more in some places at the side of the uh, side of the train tracks, and then. Yeah, got to Chesterfield and 
walking into the ground from there was yeah there was definitely a lot of snow about but, and then at the side then it was all on the side of the pitch yeah <laughs> yeah right let's get to the game and how the first half it it sounded it sounded a bit bitty at the start neither team really able to get on the ball or, or do much and then Chesterfield seemed to get into the ascendancy then out of nowhere they had a penalty yeah, uh, I think they were pretty dominant for the opening sort of half an hour without really putting us under loads of pressure, but we couldn't quite get a hold of the ball and get any sort of attacking play going. Um, so I, I suppose when the penalty came, you kind of said that they they deserved to take the lead because they were very strong. I mean, McCallum is such a tricky player to play against, isn't he? He was getting into all sorts of all sorts of good areas just on the edge of the box but we were defending very well as we have done um him and Dallas I think it's going to be a very dangerous partnership but I think we played them at a time where they perhaps haven't got that relationship going just yet because just their final ball didn't quite work but you can see that those two are going to combine really well um and yet where we were the penalty couldn't see it couldn't see it at all which just bodies saw the record was the one that was penalized and I think the linesman was the one that, that gave it, according to, to Mark Cooper, he said after it. Um, and I thought Jamie Record was funny afterwards where he said, well, it's harsh, but I would say that wouldn't I? So we may never know because the highlights don't really show it. Um, no. The but... fans gave it as well, didn't they? Behind the goal. <laughs> yes. they, they were the ones who showed because you look at it on the replay, none of their players appeal, none of them at all. And then, and then they kind of like when they when they see the referee giving it, they're like, "Oh, yeah, hang on a minute, yeah, penalty, penalty," and they go running towards him. But no, I don't know. I think a reaction like that from the players probably tells you that it was maybe a bit harsh. But if I remember correctly, I think Grant Smith had made one save before that. Yeah, it was Maguire, wasn't it? From the header, yeah, yeah, yeah header from, from the corner. corner. But that was it, wasn't it? Even yeah. for all the possession they had, there wasn't a huge amount of clear-cut chances except for that one probably yeah exactly yeah absolutely that was their only real real chance and they just pass the ball around all those good teams at the top of the national league they just pass the ball around really nicely don't they they keep possession and we kind of struggled to get a foothold on it and McCallum made no mistake with a penalty great penalty um but actually I don't know about you Dave I, I just thought that actually made us better um and it was frustrating because like I say they hadn't really broken us down um, but we played well after that. And I thought we finally got a foothold in the game, started taking some risks and looked a little bit more comfortable, particularly in midfield, which I think is the most transformative thing of our, our, our team over the past few weeks is our, is our midfield. I thought to start with, we were bypassing the midfield a little bit when we did have the ball. There was a lot of, call it direct football, shall we say. And I thought that... Um, uh, obviously, Jordan Young, I know he holds the ball up quite well, but he doesn't, uh, he's obviously not the biggest, um, the biggest guy. And then they had um, Jordan Stevens and Maguire Drew in, in the midfield. It didn't seem to me, obviously, when we did get the ball, that that the tendency was to try and knock it long and uh, and and catch him uh, on the break, which didn't really seem to be a tactic that was particularly working. Um, but then, like you say, when they got the penalty, we started to play it a bit more and get down the wings and then we'll we'll come on to the goal. But that's exactly where the goal came from, wasn't it? Was um, getting the ball out to Jordan Young and fantastic. I mean, it was right in front of the away fans that that he did it. Fantastic bit of skill and then a great um, chip in and uh, 
as I've been widely criticised on social media for. <laughs> I I was waiting for the linesman's flag to go up because I was watching Jordan Young chip the ball in, and I looked up and I thought, "Blimey, Ryan Law is like on his own. It's like there's nobody there so waiting for the flag to go up, and then it didn't." Uh, but then when you watch it back on the on the replay, you see he kind of takes a step back to make sure he is onside and then makes a run. And I think their defender thinks he's going to be called offside because he, he just leaves him, lets him go. Um, and he's got a free header, which he did, yeah, fantastically well with. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was weird. We were just opposite you on the other side. So saw the header better than we saw the skill from Jordan Young. But what a ball that was. And as you say, I actually think Ryan Law had some work to do to make sure he held his held his line so um really great goal and a goal we don't score very often a, a goal like that and we certainly haven't this season um and I think we just we decided to just get the ball into their own half into their half which just sounds silly but we just hadn't done that enough and I think sometimes we've got such a hard working team when Maguire Drew does sit back a little bit more we then miss him when we try and get forward and Jordan Young just just superb I, I just I can't wait for him to score his first goal because it's the, the way he's playing at the moment he's just completely enjoying his football isn't he and that that little bit of skill before he puts the great ball in yeah. as well just a really nice moment for him and uh, it was our first meaningful attack of the game and, and we got the goal so happy days what was your views on Jordan Young Dave you haven't seen him in person for a little while have you no, I'm trying to think of the last time I would have seen him. That Dagenham? No, I must have seen him since then. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he looked. Um, I mean, I thought he looked really good at Dagenham. Uh, in he was playing in a, a the front three with uh, Jack Clark and Maguire Drew that day, uh, and his movement off the ball is fantastic. And he's um, it's obviously just you know a lot of effort, isn't it? But I don't think yesterday he had. I don't really remember him having any particular opportunities um after we scored I think it was Jordan Stevens wasn't it broke through and um then got to the edge of the box and hit one but it was just it didn't get behind it and it just sort of trickled away and Young was was making a run into the box and Maguire Drew was going to his right and they both <laughs> it made their feelings known to him that he should have passed the ball or played a ball through but yeah I don't think Young he, he he did well, but I don't think, other than creating the goal, obviously, he really looked like um, a huge amount of a threat. But I imagine their defenders probably were well aware that he was there, let's put it that way. Yeah, that bit of footwork for the goal was just, yeah. <laughs> just brilliant. He's he's growing so much. Um, I think, well, he talked on Thursday, didn't he? He said that goal was coming, but... Nearly. Wait till Tuesday, yeah. Give yeah, wait Tuesday. till Tuesday and Delgore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like I say, the uh, we, that goal came from us getting the ball out wide, a little bit of skill, and, and and getting it in. And that's what we weren't doing in the first half because we didn't see a lot of the ball. But when we did, we were trying to knock it centrally forward. But then in the second half, we started doing that again because obviously we only well I say we only play in the second half in my experience watching it live we only play in the second half you guys have obviously seen more than more than I have but um but yeah and then we, we we got the ball and Ryan Law again I said in my conclusions I, I, I was completely perplexed about him playing such a forward position and about 10 minutes before he scored I said to Steve who stood next to me 
why have we got a defender up front? <laughs> why? Why? But he's actually, when, when, you, when you watch him, he's a very good technical player. And obviously, you know, they all put in um uh, put in the effort but when when he got the ball out wide he he did he did cause some problems I thought in the second half on Saturday so Sam and I said that we had a bit of a commentator's curse we said that he was struggling a little bit and he didn't really have anywhere to go and he you could tell that he was having that defensive mindset with mm. when he was getting forward on that left hand side he was thinking where do we go and then about a minute later he scored so I mean, I'll take those. It doesn't, doesn't matter as long as they get in those positions. But it, it will be an adjustment for him because I know he's played wing back, but he had to get much more advanced, didn't he? And against such an experienced Chesterfield side as well, that makes it 10 times harder. Yeah, I think against Eastleigh, he, he was in that further full position, but it was almost like he was tucking inside and record was getting on the overlap so record was the the width um but he's yeah like you said david that he's got that technical ability which just means almost not that he can play in any position but he's comfortable you know he's just needs a bit of a rhythm and a few games there and hopefully he'll you know be our left winger silky left winger just what we need uh, <laughs> there, we'll borrow him from Plymouth instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so second half on the highlights, Grant Smith was a bit busier. Mm. Um, I mean that that just that wasn't straight away, was it? There was, I think, there were about a good 15, 20 minutes, and there was one. I can't remember who's ball in. It might have been Ryan Law actually. Um, and then Jamie Record was just, and they didn't see it on the highlights because it was the Chesterfield highlights, obviously, but. There was a about 10 minutes into the second half. He almost got on the end of it. And I think the keeper just got there before him. But yeah, he if he'd have got yeah, he in a really good position, didn't he, at the near post? Really good position. It was a cracking ball in. And yeah, the, the keeper did really well to, to get ahead of him. But that looked like that we were going to take the lead. Actually, I think we came out, as we often do, in the second half with real intent. And I'm not sure... I think the restlessness of the Chesterfield crowd perhaps had an impact on that, um, particularly how we because fin- obviously we finished the the first half with the with the goal and just a few minutes of of added time and yeah you just wonder what would have happened if record had put us two one up they would have had to go for it a bit more I mean Grant Smith was definitely obviously the busiest of the keepers made some great saves I mean there were two chances actually though from McCallum which I think he would have thought he should have done better with. Um, you McCallum say, would have thought he should have done yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of those headers that, you know, good saves. And, you know, we're happy that Grant, Grant Smith is so so informed. But I do think those his they're his situations where he is at his best. Mm. Um, he's gotten in the good positions. And, and Dallas faded as the game went on, I felt. Um, so the longer that went on, I thought, actually, we were the ones that potentially were going to go go on and, and win it. And we were so solid at the back again that had record taken that chance, then maybe we would have been able to, to see it out. So in terms of an away performance, it's a pretty, pretty solid away performance, especially mm-hmm. when we're in the position that we're in. And there's no reason we couldn't have taken taken three points because we did, we did obviously sit back a little bit, but I think not any more than perhaps you would have done anyway if you're a mid-table team and you're going away to Chesterfield. Um, We still tried to create chances and our midfield looked so much better. I thought Lawson Diaf had a fantastic game 
just want everything in the middle of the park and was trying to set everyone on their way. Um, we just couldn't quite get that goal that, that we perhaps needed, but um, to keep McCallum quiet, I'll take it. I know he scored from the spot, but um, to keep him quiet again after that 45 minutes at Dagenham as well, definitely. Yeah. I thought Mandeville, uh, who they got out, was, was was fantastic for them. I mean, for all the players that they've got, he's not one that you particularly think of, but he was the one who was putting all the balls in, and I think it was his uh, ball in that that led to the penalty as well. But then you say about the team, you can tell the teams that are in the, that 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 um, those top positions because of the strength and depth that they've got in their squads. They, they brought on Jeff King, who I think in most other teams would have been a, a player and a, a, a starting player. And then they brought Quigley on as well, didn't they? Who obviously has done well for them and, and did well for us. And then there's someone else they brought on as well that, um, again, a recognisable name that they, they brought on. But I think Mark Cooper said, you look at the people they've got in the stand as well. And I mean, that's the difference, isn't it? We've got four players on the bench, four substitutes, but they've got, quality players that they can bring on and that's why they're fourth in the table I suppose oh absolutely I mean their bench is ridiculous it really is unbelievable and the fact they've added two strikers in in January um yeah. proven goal scorers at this level I mean what would we do for, for, yeah. for that so yeah unbelievable squad um and I agree I thought Mandeville was man of the match I thought he was brilliant he gave Owen Bevan a little bit of a hard time at, at times, but stood firm in the end. Bevan, I thought he got more comfortable as the as the as the game went on. Um, and I think over the past few games as well, we've looked defensively as good as we've been before. We went through a little bit of a ropey patch, didn't we? So I think I was that's gonna say they didn't look like there was those errors. Like some of the games I've seen on the streams and so forth, you think like the, the maiden egg game was the one that really sticks out for like, what are you doing? They didn't you didn't get any moments like that where you think, Oh my god, what's going on here? And yeah, they all looked um they, they all looked good and say away performances. They talk about teams that do well, pick up points away and um, win your home games. Well, yeah. <laughs> in a two-game season, we've done fantastically. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, four points from Ian. Have you? What What does your predictions that you made the other week show now? Are we uh, ahead of where? I'm two points ahead of where. Uh, is that you're two points ahead? Yeah. Or we, the, the team are two points <laughs> ahead. My prediction. My prediction. Oh, oh right. Okay. Team <laughs> of two points ahead of your prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And the fact that Dorkin obviously lost, I know they were playing um, Notts County and they've now dropped below us a place, albeit same points. Um, I think Torquay lost, didn't they? Oh, in the last on. minute they did. Late on minute, again, wasn't time. it? Scunthorpe obviously lost to Eastley and uh, Maidstone were in the trophy, weren't they? So Scunthorpe um, didn't play, did they? Scunthorpe didn't play, did they? Didn't they play East, uh, Eastley? Was that not them? I thought it was off. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe it was. No, I thought Eastley won. I say, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> they won. They didn't win against Scunthorpe. Did they? Okay. All right. Well, forget I said it then. Yeah, it's, it's all a couple of 
teams now have a games in hand, don't they, with, with some of the postponements. But we know from that spell where we didn't play, oh, it's right. so much better to get the points on the board than have those games in hand when everyone around you is picking up points. And you just imagine they go, Yeovil picked up a point at Chesterfield. Oh, that's annoying. When they're not playing. So I'm much, much happier that, that we got the game on and were able to get a result because when we didn't play for two weeks and then Gates had one, two in a row and it's just a a horrible thing where you try and catch up. Whereas, you know, we've got got a four point cushion now and we can really use that momentum going forward. Ian, what do you think the Spyrites rights guys would say about having gone shoveling snow first thing in the morning and then having that game? What a load of rubbish. What have we done this for? <laughs> oh, shoveling snow. Shoveling snow at 7.30. <laughs> Bloody rubbish, cook. <laughs> yeah, there were. I say in the Tesco after the uh, after the game, there were some rather unhappy people. I don't know, from from what I could see. Yeah, the oh, crowd, but... the crowd weren't happy, were they? Uh, they they were a little tetchy um, after we scored, and we could hear was the Oval fans, which was mm-hmm. amazing. So um i think my voice is uh is testament to uh to... <laughs> we're well, very loud could hear you wow. the opposite side of the ground me personally or, uh... <laughs> maybe not you personally i think you would be uh restless if you had andy dallas and paul mccallum up front and you weren't beating 19th in the table comfortably yeah. um but I think that listening to their assistant, wasn't it? Because um, their manager doesn't do post-match interviews, does he? But listening to Danny Webb, Webb talking, yeah, on, yeah, he was saying, um, yeah, did the whole thing of fair play, the oval, fair play. They came, they had a game plan, and uh, and they executed it well. But yeah, I don't. It didn't feel to me like a like a Notts County job. No, like Notts County, we we had a very clear plan, which was to put everyone behind the ball and not let them play. But I, I didn't feel like we were we were like that or not. As we, we had to be at times, but we weren't like that. It wasn't quite as backs to the wall as that. From the sounds of Mark Cooper's press conference, it wasn't, you know, the plan was get the ball in the mid- midfield and break a little bit like we tried to do against Notts County. Mm. Notts County it, at home, it was break it up in midfield and then get it forward really quickly. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we scored nine minutes after they scored. So, you know, we weren't <laughs> backs against them all the whole time. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a there's a bit of talk about how we went there and just, you know, wanted the the point. Like, you know, there's a certain amount, the last 10 minutes or so, absolutely, we wanted the point. Um, but I don't think we went there. We certainly didn't do it in Ox County. And, you no, know, everything came from from that midfield. Everything came from Lawson Diath and, and Charlie Cooper, and it, and it worked. And... Jordan Maguire Drew feels like he's coming back to his best as well, which is joyful to see. Um, I think he's going to be a a real star for us um, going forward. He, Mark says it every time, doesn't he? Once he's had a preseason, but I've seen a real improvement in him over the past few games. And he's not a not a defensive minded player, is he? So, no, um, no. I I did enjoy how um, the. Uh, I think our official Twitter picked up on the comment made by the Chesterfield commentator. It was a goal that was never going to come. It's like <laughs> funny that because it did. <laughs> yeah. It was a goal that was never going to come. But yeah, that, it's there's an been interesting one to do after 43 minutes on, on yeah. 90 maybe, but yeah. yeah. Strange. 
but there we go. Lawson's 100th game as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So pleased for him. I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant. I really did. He could tell he was up for it. Strong tackles, around with the ball, he's creative, he's beat Akinola to the ball a, a number of times, which is no mean mean feat. And yeah, hundredth hundredth appearance. That's uh, I'm sure he didn't expect to to start either. So um, I imagine that's a bit of a, a bonus for him. And he probably needed a, a bit of a, a rest, and he's sort of been in and out of the team, hasn't he? And um, he's kept himself relatively injury injury free. So. Um, being able to manage his minutes makes such a difference, and yeah, I mean, one of our one of our best technical players by a clear country mile. And two um, our two hundredth goal scorer at this this level, all hail the historical oracle Nigel Dyson for that fact. But uh, and then and then he sent me he sent me an email with this stat in, and he goes, "Can you name the other hundred ninety nine? Well, I've attached a spreadsheet with them all on." <laughs> he said, "So there we go. We'll do a test. Who's got that?" Who, who oh, was the first one when we came back ask, down? Uh, give me a minute to open the spreadsheet and then you can ask me this Courtney question. Duffus, I think, wasn't it? Courtney Duffus scored our first goal. Oh, he scored our first goal at home. Our first goal back. Yeah, we played Barnet, didn't we? Yeah, we lost 1-0 there, though, didn't we? Okay, yeah. We I think Courtney Duffus scored the first one when we came back down. Yeah. That, yeah, easily, cool, wasn't it, I think? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, go. I did have a nice chat with Joe Quigley, though. That was nice. Mm. He seems to, yeah. He said, "Oh, we're on a bit of a bit of a ropey run," but um, he's enjoying it. But he didn't come on for very long. But I thought actually, he came on first thing he had to do was tack a corner. I thought, here we go. This is the script. Joe Quigley's back to haunt us. And you you cleared up what Jack Clark was going to be wearing as well. I think. Yes, I did. I saw him, saw him afterwards, and he was just wearing a plain black coat. So he didn't wear any Chesterfield colours or any Yeovil colours. But he did say, wow, we played well, didn't we? So, um, yeah, and he said that he needs one more sort of week at Chesterfield to rehab and then he'll be back. So that will be that will be good to have him back, I think. And I think he sort of looked at the way he played and thought I can make a difference here. So um, be good to see a bit of him before the end of the season. Well, he, he played the Dagenham game, didn't he? When we were... Jack Clark did, yeah. yeah. I think he came off, but... Yeah, where well, we were pretty... Blimey. You're stuck in this spreadsheet, aren't you, I'm David? Just, I'm just going through the spreadsheet. Yeah, Jesus Christ. There was a... There was a well, there was a lot of names. Just 200 names. 200 maybe. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right then. So, before Ryan Law, who was the um, different Yeovil Town goal scorer? So, a goal scorer who hadn't scored. He's 199, do you think? Should be easy. We don't score that many, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want a clue? Fisher. No, no, no. Alex Rick. Fisher was 196. Okay. Not Maguire far. Drew. Who? Maguire. No, Drew. Maguire Drew was 198 for his goal at home against Torquay on New Year's Day. There's one in between. He was a a player who hadn't scored for us. A different goal scorer, I should say. <laughs> we do all the games. Goals, we should know. <laughs> What's the story? Oh, Andrew. Oh, oh, of course, of course. At, at Bromley, yeah. Yeah, at Bromley. Yeah. And um, and the very first one, can you name that one? Well, I can't because I can't. In history. 
yeah. Well, so 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 this goes back to nineteen seventy nine. So it's, it's not not ever. Um, <laughs> I know, Dave. That's before my time as well, to be fair. But Kevin Lee, mm-hmm. Maidstone United, on the twenty second of August, nineteen seventy nine, in a one one draw where they scored a late equaliser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We scored on his debut, so uh, yeah, it doesn't. Actually, I can't actually see the score in here, but I'm sure it's in it. There's an awful lot of rows. I'll be honest with you. So um, yeah, maybe maybe not one to look at on your phone, but. There we go. <laughs> Kevin Lee, if you're listening, you're my number one. Uh, yeah, there's a clever's past. Um, right. Yes. Tuesday, a game that was postponed. Uh, <laughs> Very late. Yeah. Um, much to the annoyance of all. Uh, Barnet, they had a penalty shootout win at the weekend against Maidstone United in the FA Trophy. But... Uh, they're a side that are a bit hot and cold, aren't they? Very inconsistent at the moment after um, being quite good at the start of the season. We can go there and have a bit of hope, can't we? But it's on, yes. That would be good. <laughs> It'll be on, I'm sure. Yeah. It's cold down. Third, it's third, down time lucky. third time lucky to get to Barnet and actually have a game. Um no, I agree. I think they've faltered of late. I remember when we were going to go there the second time, they were in ridiculous form. Um, but they have certainly faltered and sometimes those FA Trophy runs have a bit of an adverse effect, don't they, on your league form. So, um, I mean, it's always tough going to Barnet, isn't it? It's always tough um, up against them. But I do think when you're in the position that we're in, I know it's only two games, but four points from the last two games against opposition that are in a similar position to Barnet, we should be going there full of confidence. And we're actually playing a style of play that I think will suit playing against a strong team like like Barnet. Um, And we outplayed them actually earlier in the season. Didn't get anything from it. but I imagine- ben were here, we're going, yes, we did, didn't we? <laughs> we yeah. did. That was where Hardball was christened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't last long, did it? <laughs> Drowned it in the font instead. I mean, it's, it's weird. We've, we've played all these games where we thought we need to win here because they're in and around us. But then we've played third and got sold, fourth, fifth, and now about to play sixth. Um. And we've kind of had it all season where against the big teams, we've done all right. We've played quite well. And I think, again, like you said, Sheridan, the way we played the last two games, Barnet are going to be open. They're going to be home and wanting to, you know, stay in that playoff mix. So they won't be wanting to shut up shop. And I think if we play like we have been, we um we can definitely get something. Those pacey players out wide, catch them on the break it feels like there's a it feels like there's something there we can do and we can all watch it on national league tv too this week yes you can i do i do think there's an addition of pace that we've now got in our team i think jordan stevens has been a huge addition i mean there was a there was a time in chesterfield yesterday where just rang the length of a pitch and you just think where has that come from um and, and Oliver Boyd didn't quite 
live up to it when he came on. He didn't quite do enough. I mean, didn't have too much of the ball, perhaps. But we do have those players now that have a bit of pace, have a bit of something about them that, you know, if Barnett are pushing and we can hit them on the, on the break, I think we'll be will be really dangerous. And yeah, like I said, I mean, even earlier in the season, we got a 2-2 draw at home to Chesterfield, didn't we? So um, I, I think we're going to go there with intentions to get the win. I think it'd be interesting to see what Mark Cooper says about Barnett, because he was so complimentary, wasn't he, about the squad that, that Chesterfield have got. But Barnett have perhaps built a different type of squad that you wouldn't expect to be doing as, as well, but they've just got some really experienced players and and players that can find the, the back of the net. They've scored quite a lot of goals, haven't they, this season? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the trip to Barnet on Tuesday. I think one of their players went off injured, Harry Smith, the one who's come in and scored a few goals, went off injured against Maidstone early on. Um, Did Gorman play? Uh, I don't, no. I, I remember reading that he'd, um, I think, I don't think he played in, they lost to uh, Dorkin in their last league game. And I don't think he played there. And I think he was on the bench, the one before that. I'm sure when I was looking the other day, he was, um, he hadn't, um, he hadn't played so much. So, yeah. No, maybe. He, didn't, he didn't play and he wasn't on the bench. Right. Maybe he's, uh, yeah. Up his, we'll have to check his yellow cards. I'll do that with my friend. <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing that it definitely could be yellow cards. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah. Yeah, Harry yeah. Smith went off after five minutes. Oh, wow. Um, so he's there. Their goals, he scored a few goals at the moment. And of course, there there was no extra time. So it was 90 minutes, then penalties. So it's yeah. they're not necessarily going to be knackered yeah. from playing 120. Um, Take yeah. another point there myself. Yeah. Well, on, on my predictions, I've got us down for no points. For there you go. It's a free hit then. Free hit. <laughs> free hit. Barnet is now a free hit. Yeah. I think we called Saturday a free hit, and we've probably called Eastley a free hit as well. <laughs> keep hitting these frees, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, the one thing that I keep taking from Mark Cooper is that he's just looking at a game at a time, really, and it's not, you know. Yeah, not... no, it's such a cliche, isn't it? But I genuinely think they are. Like every time I try and talk about the next <laughs> few games, he won't have it. And I think because of the squad he's got as well and the tiredness and fatigue that he's having to deal with, I think he has to think about uh, the next game. And I imagine the morning, I imagine the morning of yesterday thinking, oh, I've got Matt Worthington. That changes everything, doesn't it? So um, who knows if he'll, he'll be better for Tuesday. And he is only one yellow card away from a two-match ban as well. Um, so that's, that's coming. And if he does play against Barnet, maybe there will be a tackle on on Gorman that gets him his tenth yellow card. Um, so redheads we, when yeah. the redheads clash, that's it. <laughs> oh, so we do need to keep an eye on that. So yeah, I think he is genuinely looking just game at a time. A boring manager he called himself, didn't he? <laughs> I don't think he's that boring. No, he's a lot of things. I don't think he's boring. He said it on me. <laughs> I'm not going to start a fight with him. And start fights with people taller than me. Actually, I don't know. Is he taller than me? I've never, I've never, I've never stood. Before, I think. What? We talked about this before. Have we? Yeah. When was it? Ben was on commentary, and we said, "Is he taller than Ben?" No, you brought up the same point. Oh, did I? Because oh. you'd been having a go about something. 
<laughs> and I said he's going to come after you, and you said, oh, he won't come after me. Or I don't pick on people taller than me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What happened? What was this chicken that was in the uh, away end? This is... Uh... As, uh, I think we've we, uh, we discussed this before, Ian. Bloody hell. Yeah. No, it's... Um, it made it onto our socials. <laughs> I know. To be fair, I meant to put that on my own, but, I, uh, <laughs> but, 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 the, but then I did it and then I, then I just lived it. I just went with it. Yeah, so I put it I put it on there, yeah. yeah. No, it's... Um, We're on the piss, I think the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a song yeah, that... Dave this, was, that... actually. Not just, to, just for the record. It's what? You were on the piss, not Glover's yeah. cast on the yeah. piss. Yeah, yeah, I was on the train, so I do what I like. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's a song that they sing about a pub in Ebbsfleet. I'm sure we've discussed this before. Oh, okay. Um, I called, mean, yeah. Yeah, and there's a and the song goes, um, uh, what is it? Um, on the piss in the rose. The chicken's roasting, so there's a chicken, and they oh, said yeah. the dog needs feeding, so there was a dog at, at York. The they just had various, huh? Lost a dog at York, right? That's right. They lost a dog at York. They had a rose, the, but the chicken survived. But as you heard, if you listened to my tweet with the with the sound on, the chicken has, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of lost its squeaker. So you see yeah. a picture of the chicken's head off. Yeah, yeah, the chicken's head came off. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> What can you do? There we go. I mean, when your chicken loses its squeaker, that's uh, you're in, you've got problems, haven't you? Apparently so. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the chicken. But, yeah. All if right. you came to an away game, Ian, you, you'd understand this. You'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Boreham one. Woods coming up. <laughs> Boreham Wood again. Oh. Yeah, last game of the season. I'll go there again. Grant Smith drops it when I go there. Yeah. I, ho- I hope we're safe by then. Tell you that. <laughs> No, Gorman scored a free kick when we went there. He did. He did. Yeah. Against that goalkeeper who then went on to uh, have a worldie against us, didn't he? He always does. Ashmore's a great keeper. Ashmore, that's him. Yeah, Nathan Ashmore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, enough boring. Not as, as, not as good as Grant Smith, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. Let's keep in the league. Yeah, I read a blog actually today by a, a Chesterfield fan that said, he showed exactly what Chesterfield were missing when they let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Their loss is our gain. Was it a dodgy manager let him go, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I've forgotten about him. Uh, 10 clean sheets and 18 apparently wasn't enough. No, no. <laughs> Madness. Okay. You got questions on Facebook, Dave? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember whether I actually put it on Facebook or not. Well, I'll just go to Twitter and then if, if we've got them, we've got them. Uh, Joey Chinnock says, who was your first ever favourite YCFC player? Strangely enough, mine was Jimmy Agri from the 0203 season. Not sure why, as he only played a handful of games. I just remember him being a giant. He was 6'7", and then we signed Hugo Rodriguez a year later, who was 6'8". <laughs> Uh, you go, just get taller and taller. And taller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Howard Foreton, move on. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was Al James Hannigan. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Headband. Was, um, headband, ex-Arsenal. Um, always used to come off the pitch screaming, didn't he? Didn't yeah. matter. If they if they won, he'd be like, yeah, punching the air and shouting, come on. A vintage yeah. centre-back. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old James. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sharon? Uh, I was a bit later to things, but uh, I remember going to my first game with my grandma 
and I saw Aaron Davis running, warming up. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> but that's Aaron Davis. And I was like, okay. And he came on, scored the winner. And I was like, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, number one. Yeah. yeah, and a good one as well. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah. He was a great player, wasn't he? And yeah, so it was good to see him at the Legends game. Um, he's aged well. <laughs> yeah. Glad you said it. <laughs> my mum said it as well. <laughs> um, Cam says Mark Cooper or Darren Sal. Who said <laughs> Cam, that? that one. Cam, Frick, Cam, three five seven seven. Oh, okay, that's an unfair question. That, I think at the moment Mark Cooper's only not obviously Mark been Cooper. Yeah, yeah it's not, Mark. not Mark Cooper, so it's Mark Cooper. No. Yeah, I, I, I love them both. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> It splinters. Yeah. No, obviously, obviously Mark partiality there, that is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Maybe let's not go there. Um <laughs> I I mean I still talk to Darren, I still get on really well with Darren. Um I think just they're so different, aren't they? I think it's um a very different style of play, but I love what Mark Cooper's doing for our side at the moment. I love how he's getting us to play. And in really difficult circumstances as well. What he's done on very little budget is quite remarkable. So, um, yeah, I'm very much, I'm enjoying working with Mark Cooper and I'm enjoying seeing what he's doing to the team. Um, he's transformed it and uh, I'm sure he'll keep us up. That was a very diplomatic answer, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll not pressure on that one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise we'll be like match of the day, just be silent, won't we? And just the, the, odd, the odd shout in the background. But... Hey. Yeah, <laughs> um, Dan Cabell says, takeover news, all gone quiet, or purely me being a pessimist? You um, or Dan being Dan, a pessimist? Not me. I'm never the pessimist, Dave. Yeah, I saw, I saw this question and I, I, I did wonder what we were expecting there to be beyond now because they've obviously come in they've made their statements they've been every well they've been a lot of places i don't know were, were any of them there on saturday Sheridan? paul saki or, or matt ogler that you saw oh, that i can tell no i think i think i only saw dad yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we um we spoke to Matt Ogler, didn't he? And he was saying about um he might not be able to make away games because he's got a young daughter. And his, his, her mum might not be happy for him to drag her up to Chesterfield on a on a Saturday. In the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, I tell you what, she might have liked it. She could have yeah could have built a snowman beside the pitch. Big on sledging. Yeah, but um yeah, to answer Dan's question, I mean they've come in, they've said a lot about what they want to do. I, I think they're probably in a place now that they're just doing it. <laughs> they're doing the things that they've come in to do. And obviously it's not going to um, happen quickly, a, a lot of it. But yeah, I don't know. I suppose there's still that bit, the, what was it? He said a, a bureaucratic thing um, that needs to be done. So I'm sure we can we can ask a question in, um, well, probably in the next week or so. How, how's the bureaucracy coming on? But yeah. <laughs> What what I could ask you, Sheldon, put you on the spot now. What have you made of the whole takeover thing? Because you obviously spoke with Matt um, Ugler first, and have you spoken to Paul Saki? Yes, I yeah. have spoken to Paul. Um, yeah, I mean they're so enthusiastic, aren't they? I mean it's, it, it's definitely given everyone a, a bit of a a boost. Um, and yeah, in terms of the the question asked, as I understand it, there is still that piece of the agreement to be done. 
Um, so as I understand it, that's still the same, which is what Matt said to me. Um, so yeah, I need, we need that to be done, don't we? We need it to be signed, sealed, delivered. And, and I think that will make a, a huge difference. But yeah, I mean, the difference at the games has been great and they've been very open and hopefully that that continues it was great to speak to them it's great you guys got to speak to them um and long long may that continue and yeah it's, it's strange seeing Paul Saki at our club I just it's <laughs> wild um but he seems to be really enjoying it so um yeah long may that continue and and who are the physios you'll have seen because because you see these these people running on that you just don't recognize but no, no, i haven't i haven't met any of them no yet. no but it also... there's more than one of them though isn't there yeah yeah yeah, there is. yeah there's a which couple is of amazing <laughs> yeah no one no wonder the players are feeling buoyant and happy yeah, and, yeah. um yeah no much better it just so needed that bit more of a professional feel so it, it is ironic that for all the time where we didn't have a physio, no players went down or needed treatment. And then two games in a row, they've had to run on with their briefcases and <laughs> fix players up. Yeah. It's all in their heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can go down. We got someone to look after me. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Seba effect. Yeah. Mm. But what, what, what are you thinking? Is Dan being a pessimist or is he... Um... Yeah. What's going on, Ian? Come on. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, Dan's been a pessimist from the start, hasn't you, Dan? No, you're not Dan. Here to answer, Dan. But, um I don't know. Like you said, Dave, I think with everything kind of you've had that announcement and that first wave of we're in. Once those other bits are over the line, you know, Matt said to us that we won't see stuff happening really until the summer. Um all about staying up yeah i think we just i think it's just there in and we tick along we're not going to have you know things happening every day although from matt's twitter feed last week we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's definitely for for someone who uh appeared to have not posted a tweet at all before he uh, <laughs> uh before he, he's uh he's um yeah i'm sure he's put gone on both feet there isn't he <laughs> mostly on weymouth fans from what i can tell but we don't mind that so much. Okay, another question. Uh, Ryan says, we've signed a few players with previous Smart Cooper connections in the 20 to 23 age profile, which bodes well for the future. Would you be happy building and developing over time or are you expecting a huge squad overhaul with big spending next year? Um... Yeah. Yeah, can I say it's got to be? There's got to be some kind of long-term plan, isn't it? That's the thing that we haven't had, possibly ever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's some kind of a long-term plan as to what what we're going to do on on the pitch. I mean, the successes that we've had have large in 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 our history have largely been down to a manager, basically, haven't they? So uh, and and um, a bit of luck and all those other things you need. But I think you look at the two uh, promotion out of the conference. Um, promotion from League Two into League One, and then under Russell Slade, getting to the um, to the playoff final. I think Russell Slade obviously did a great job as a as a manager, but he was also very fortunate to have players like Chris Cohen and players like Leon Best when he had them on on loan, and then Gary Johnson um, the first time round. He had a plan as to what he wanted to do when he came in, um, but 
it doesn't feel like there's ever been a plan other than that. It's just kind of, we're basically kind of living a bit hand to mouth. So I like the fact that we're signing players of that age profile on longer contracts as well, like over a year, which is, which is long for us, I suppose. So yeah, it feels like there is a, a bit of a plan, but if you could add some like real proper quality to that, to that team, like, I mean, so saw some of them on the pitch uh, against us on Saturday, but Andy Dallas would have been a wonderful um, player to be able to bring in. Obviously, you know, you don't know who else is going to be available, but if you could get a player like that, um, that we could get linking up with the likes of Jordan Stevens, with the likes of Maguire Drew, then that's, that's you know, big money in the right places. And then the rest of them with that, yeah, that kind of longer term thought in mind, I would say. Yeah, I think it's great that he's attracted players and obviously shown his vision for the future even before this takeover was even a thing um which is really positive I mean the difference that Charlie Cooper Jordan Young Jordan Stevens and Jordan Maguire Drew all the Jordans have made for me is big I I, I do think they to have those on contracts for next season makes me very positive for next season. Um, so the bonus of getting a manager of the caliber of Mark Cooper is his contacts, which have been crucial in a time where we don't didn't have any money. If you back him, I, th- I think he'll be able to attract players perhaps he hasn't worked with before um, in that age bracket or perhaps a little bit more experienced. And we may be able to attract the players that we don't want to lose from the current squad. I'm thinking our goalkeeper, I'm thinking Matt Worthington to stay. So um, I, I think there's a balance to be, to be had. We do have a young team. So perhaps, I mean, even Charlie Cooper's only 25, 26, isn't he? So he feels like a more experienced player, but that's just because our squad is very, is very young. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for the future under under Mark. And if he is able to be backed with a bit more money, then he'll be able to bring even more quality. And by quality, I mean goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like watching Darren Sarl, isn't it? You, you wonder what he could have done with us if he had the backing that he's got at Woking. You wonder the same with Mark Cooper. What? Well, he's kind of starting to show it, isn't it? Um, and I don't think he probably sees the... Um, sort of particularly being backed but obviously we've got a couple of um a couple still to to come on haven't we rio griffiths was on the bench again didn't come on and scott pollock is presumably still unavailable well he was injured wasn't he they yeah. all seem to be two weeks like uh, the last press conference was doesn't matter who it is it's two weeks is the answer i think, yeah. I think pollock's a bit further away considering he just started running on thursday um, yeah. um but we'll see yeah what do you think Ian? where's he running from <laughs> Boston to Yeovil. Yeah. Long way. I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think the players we've signed lately are obviously a part of the future. I think we might see some change at the back end of the pitch in defence. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the fullback area. I mean, if we can keep Agbaji, then. That'd be good, but I think he's probably going to stick around at Ipswich. But I think in the fullback areas, we'll want more. And I think just an experienced centre back as well. I think to, you know, we've 
we forget how young Morgan Williams is still. And Max Hunt has not played a lot of football this season. And Owen Bevan is evidently destined for bigger things than the National League next year. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a bit of experience to partner Staunton maybe in, in defence in the future and just build out Mark Ellis maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he keeps popping up against us in different places, <laughs> doesn't he? But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robin Batchelor. Now we have enough players available. Were you surprised by Mark Cooper's decision to not fill a full bench? Even with the loanees unavailable, I personally think it's always better to have more options, even when players like Linton are seemingly out of favour. You asked him about Linton at the end there, didn't you? I did. And it was he was he there, Linton? Was no. he at the game? No. No. So I, I do think the bench thing probably had something to do with the fact that Matt Worthington ended up being ill. Yeah, yeah. Um which I don't think, I, I imagine, I, I don't actually know this, I, the answer was the answer from Mark Cooper um, about whether Linton would be available. Um, I imagine he wasn't going to be involved um, and was sort of, sort of told you don't need to travel. Um, had Matt Worthington fallen ill of 24 hours before, maybe Linton would have travelled. Um, so I think that's probably why we didn't fill a, a full bench. How many subs? Uh, how many um, loan players did we have? Law, Bevan, Bargy, Bevan, Bargy, Griffiths, Oluwabore. Okay, so that's your five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so thinking so, about the two lads from Bristol City, yes, they were not going to be involved. And he said that in his press conference, didn't he? He said it was going to be the same sort of squad, and those two weren't involved. On Tuesday, so they weren't going to be involved um, on Saturday. So who else could, uh, other than Linton, um, and players do injury and availability? Wakefield's still injured. Yeah. Max Hunt was in the away end. Yeah, I saw Max Hunt. Yeah, he was behind me getting a you didn't getting pick a on him, did you? No, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> double my height rather than just taller than me. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't think there's too many that are either Max Evans. Fit. I mean that we had a we had a GCQ from Ben in the WhatsApp, right? Um, Asking about Max Evans. <laughs> yeah, he just likes to ask about Max Evans. Um, his GCQs are: I understand Bue's not being on the bench because of the five loans, but a) if we aren't going to use him, should we send him back? B) why not put Max Evans on the bench instead? Do we know why Evans isn't involved? Slash out on the line at Bedford. Is he there? He, he went there, didn't he? But wasn't that where he got injured? No. I think he's a different loan now. Uh, no, 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 you're right. It was a lark all he got injured, didn't yeah, he? I think he's on loan at Bedford now. Right. And So our loan watch reporter doesn't know that there's a player on loan. I think, he came, I think he came back because they got another goalie. Oh, did they? Ah, I know he's right, he did. Yeah. I haven't seen him at the club recently, Max Evans. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think we'd rather have five outfielders on the bench. And if, like you said, if we're not taking... Uh, presumably, was Buse there to warm up with Grant Smith? Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got that goalkeeper in case you need to do it, and then another loanee drops out. The, the situation with Buse has been the same the whole season, no matter who's been in charge. Um, with the loan situation. We've always had to rely on loans, haven't we? And 
abused is, is often the one that's going to miss out because the goalkeeper, um, he had a spell where he came in on the bench, but you know, I think clearly knew exactly what he was getting into when he took on this loan and perhaps Grant Smith's form has been a little bit more surprising, but it's, you know, goalkeepers, it's difficult to lose your place as a, as a, as a goalkeeper often, unless you get injured. So um, I'm pretty sure he knew the situation. And it's one of those that he, him being around has maybe improved 100%. Grant Smith as well. And, you know, the byproduct of that is he's not played any football, which for his development is a bit of a mm. disaster because, you know, he have spent a whole season not playing rather than a whole season playing, which I'm sure Bristol City would have preferred him to have had a season in National League South. But they haven't called him back, have they? No, no, I suppose not. No. By the looks of it, Max Evans' last game for Bedford was on the 2nd of January. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> Way out of date then. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, like Ian said, I think he's right. Um, They did get a... I'm sure I read it in Lone Watch somewhere. Ben's so. going to be screaming at this. Absolutely. <laughs> he's furious at me. Go back to Lone Watch. Halifax, yeah. won't I? Uh, that's all of the questions. I think the Robbins one, were we surprised by the bench? Not particularly. Although I did say to, I I did say in our chat that why wouldn't you take, like, why wouldn't you take more up just in case? And, you know, Ben sort of said, well, you got to pay for hotel rooms. I was like, we got fat stacks now. Like, that's Money, 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 money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Premier can't like be that expensive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Put them in twins. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Bunk beds. Yeah. Bunk beds for the loans. <laughs> there, is a, there, is, there, is a, there is a hotel right outside the ground as well there. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, I don't know. I feel like the writing's on the wall for Mal because... If you're fit and not traveling and not getting in the squad ahead of a lone e who is seemingly not fit because he's not been on the pitch yet, um, yeah. Griffiths, yeah, and he's on a two year deal, I think. Linton, wasn't he? Did we yeah. signed him on a two year deal, yeah, he was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Be a shame for him. I quite love I, I, what I've seen of him, I quite liked. Uh, certainly earlier in the season, he looked. He looked sharp, but then he's a very, very confidence-driven player, isn't he? I think, and I think when he when he's not scoring, that knocks it out of you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be one who comes back to haunt us. He'll be one of those strikers that like bang him in at League One, and we're like, we used to have him. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember him? Used to play the oval. Used to play the oval. Scored a good goal against Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. After missing a. Sitter, yeah, he'll be giving the ears to the thatches before you know it, won't you? <laughs> yeah, right. There's right. no more questions. Did you ask on Facebook? No, I didn't. No. That's good. <laughs> Usually, it's, it's all or nothing, like it's every Facebook group on Facebook. <laughs> or yeah, if I do it, I do it properly, but right, right, yeah, when I don't do it, I, I, I don't do it. Yeah. There you go, right. Thank on to Barnet. Joining us, Sheridan. Enjoy Tuesday if it's on. Yeah.
Don't, don't. <laughs> it will be on. <laughs> you heard it here first. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away. 